Ladies and gentlemen, oh man, Alex B, Alexander the Curious George is here. I got Easy Steez, Emmanuel Lamonaghi, Devon Lavon, Vaughn Wins, Mr. Wins. Uh, fellas, fellas, so let's start off with some topics, yeah? Sure. Let's do it. So, first off, uh, girlfriend is bad. But her boyfriend busted. Why? You just starting off with the heat. <laughs> Why? Why does that happen, man? See, I'm gonna let Vaughn. I don't want to touch that yet. Yo, you yo you talk to I ain't even trying to touch that. Tell him. All right. Tell him. Tell him. Let's tell him. Actually, you want me to leave it down here? Which one? Yeah, let's go. It's fine. It's fine. Is it? Is it gonna be able to hear me from here? Oh yeah, you're solid. You're solid. This one's solid. Yeah, if you see, if you see, a, <laughs> hey, if you see, oh, if you see a busted, busted dude and a girlfriend is, is bad. Yeah. If you see a busted dude and a girlfriend is bad, uh-huh. I have questions about what you saw because who if, about what who saw? Well, the thing is, like, if yeah. you told me, yo, I seen a busted dude with a bad girl, okay. I'm not gonna just take that at face, but I'm gonna ask right. you some questions. Like, I'm gonna ask you how he was dressed. Okay. I'm gonna ask you how he was walking. All right. I'm gonna ask you if you got to see him socialize, what did it look like? Mm. That mm. currency, that social currency, and like the aesthetic of that man, yeah. all of those things can add points mm. and can contribute to him That's being with this woman he's bad. That's facts. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. Because, like, a lot of times you think, oh, this dude's ugly. There's no way he could be with a woman who's more attractive. That's not how it works all the time. These yeah. days, you can be below average, have money, and become above average just because you got bread. See, he brings up a good point. So, like, mm-hmm. there's all these factors that go into it. I was thinking more on, like, the, oh, this dude's wavy. He got the swag with the walk. Maybe he dressed clean. He's cool. People See, like to talk though. to him. Is yeah. it though? I think that I mean if 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 he has that that actually that's actually an attractive those are attractive traits. Exactly. Yeah, so that's why traits. I said yeah. just because your face busted, I don't mean you can't do other things. I'm talking about style busted too. Bro. But he might have. Oh, you saying busted in life? Yes. <laughs> so life just he just busted. But, but he also might have pulled her, and then but that don't mean he gonna keep her. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so maybe Vaughn got it then. If, if he really that busted, then his bank account. But we've you know, seen this. We know we've seen. You know what I'm saying? Okay, remember when we went? Remember we went to um, room? We was in AZ. Oh yeah, we was walking through the mall, and literally, that was crazy. Man. It was these two very, you know, and no offense to you know white dudes, but it was like a really bland, like Bill Gates looking white dudes. Yeah. And the and we walked by them. Yeah. And the women that they had on their arm. Was next top model. Model. They were bad, bro. Next Fine, top yeah. model. And I don't just throw the word bad around. You know yeah. that. Both no, of them they were bad. They, they, and to the point where I was like, bank, I was like, E, oh, do you man. see this? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> like, the bank account. I was like, I was giving them props. Look here. I'm like, yeah. kudos to them. But like, they weren't like these specimens to look at. Yeah. So I'm like, they got to have, nice they got to have accounts. some bread or something. They're the taking care of. They got a nice bank account. You know what I'm saying? Because women, when you put your resources into women that make them feel like you have a high value for them. When you start giving them your resources, mm, yes. I would have loved to have like found out what was actually going on with those couple. There was a couple different couples that we That's, saw. That was the crazy part, where yeah. the dude was like regular at on a good day. Yeah, I'm saying real regular on a good day, right? Yeah. Below average, bro. But those the dudes girls they were with average. were like really like. They both were, them dudes were probably below average. But that's what I'm saying. I said on a good day they were regular. <laughs> okay. Like on a okay. great day, great sunny day, partly cloudy. 
it was regular, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, I would have loved to have found out what was going on. Cause sometimes, because the thing is, you have to think about too. They were also like, tall. That yeah, was, they were like <laughs> six foot at least. Yeah, the girls were taller than the dudes. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, one of them had heels on though. That's true. These girls be wearing twenty five inch heels, <laughs> and then one a tall dude, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I just need a, I need a, um, I need to be able to like wear my eighty five inch heels, though." So like, yeah, okay, you do your thing then. You go crazy. You do your thing then over there. But uh, yeah, no, I would have loved to speak to them and find out because the thing is too, you have to think about is it, like, have you guys ever seen a situation where, let's say you go to a restaurant, right, mm-hmm. and you see some of the busters or like some of the servers there mm-hmm. who might be busted. Mm-hmm. But you can you see them date some of these other women that they work with that are very attractive. Okay, I've seen this happen a lot throughout the years because mm-hmm. okay. that familiarity of the work envi- environment oh, creates completely different conditions. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. So there's all these different things you gotta think about. Go to it, and I agree. Like that's the thing. Like you know, and to bring it back to your topic, I think a lot of times and I don't know if y'all have seen this more common than not, but I feel like I've seen it more common than not where people are like. They're never like, how did she get him? It's always like, how did he get her? Most of the time. Like, when you hear couples, like, have you... Wait, say that again? You say it's always... How, how many times have you really heard, like, how did... How did, um... She get How him. did she get him? But it's more like, how did it's he get her? It's usually like, how did he get her? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Like, I've rarely heard, like, how did she get him? I'm not saying that's pop. I'm not saying I haven't heard it, but like I, it doesn't come to memory. But it's always like, yo, how did he even get her? Mm. Just off of the strength of her, usually being pretty, it's never like, well, she might not even be like that quality of a human being. But she's with, she's, but she's with this dude because this dude is you know. I don't know it's, it's, it's just an interesting. It's just an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many like there's so many variables in in dating now and how somebody got with somebody some things are like situational and then they turn long term some things are like oh this person just benefits me in all these ways so I can look past how they look I don't know bro it's it's crazy I think for most dudes like silently we have like and I was telling one of our good friends this like you know I told her that you know guys have a list a wifey list oh, oh. and a list of like girls that are like maybe they're fun or like who like you know just like I don't know what you call that that's the mystery box okay? <laughs> there's the mystery box the fun and box the wifey list fun box right and she didn't believe me she's like there's no way so I pulled two dudes that we because we were out skating I yeah. pulled two dudes and um, and I asked them you know because we were friends with these guys and we're like hey y'all got a wifey list or not and they was like yeah yeah. And she was like, really looked at me like dumbfounded, like, wow, so like, dudes really have a. I was like, yeah, you think I'm just pulling this stuff out? It's like the wifey list, like oh, the yeah. potential list. You like the it's all compartmentalized. List. It really is compartmentalized. It's, it's funny because you don't hear dudes speak about this all the time. We are. But this know. is just what it is. When y'all not around, yeah. we, we at the barbershops, we at the basketball court. They're thinking that we don't watch how they move. See, yeah, a lot of like, women, they underestimate what dudes are aware of. <laughs> we, we just don't say nothing. A lot of them tolerate it. Dude, yeah, yeah, we don't say that. We yeah. see a lot more than women give us credit for, bro. Yeah. So yeah. women that know this move differently because we mm-hmm. see a lot of stuff. We just don't say nothing. We don't give off signals that we saw. It. It's just we just move accordingly. Right. And I think more women need to understand that. Like we see a lot of things happening in the room. I just think it's not very common for. I agree with that one hundred percent. I just don't think it's common for a lot of the men that 
how do I, how do I say this? A lot of men that are like more aware of these things and they notice these things. There's like two ways that they act. It's either like they're super nonchalant about it, kind of like you're saying, right? Or they're like overly emotional about it because they're like, oh, they they like they got that chance or they caught them slipping or whatever. <laughs> and so they make every they make every single like slip known. But that yeah, comes off that comes off that. real that comes off real emotional. Yeah, and like, you can't. You right. You like you're trying to like one up, you know, one up. It's it's weird. Cause I can honestly say at one point in my life, like way early on, I'll be like, I'll be calling stuff out all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but then, I, but then I got to a point where I was like, it don't matter. Like you gonna do what you do regardless of what I yeah. say. Yeah. So then when you when you come to me, when you come to me on some, you know, on some fufu, then I'm gonna say something and be like, no, nah, cause you that's what you on. So don't try to make it appear like you're not on what you're really on. You know what I mean? Just be on that, but. We see that. Like, no, I, I agree with you. I think that's a good point. I, I used to call out stuff all the time. Because I'm the type of guy, like, I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast, but, like, I had so much faith in humanity, and I still do. Yeah. Um, I'm still very connected to reality and truth. Yeah. Um, you know, but in the past, like, when I was in high school and stuff, like, I thought that women, like, were angels and, like, they would never lie or do dirty or anything like that. Sugar, spice, everything nice. Didn't we all? No, like, I really genuinely was like, women are, like, (laughs) they would never lie to me. Uh They would never do that. So, like, you know, if a woman said, hey, like, I didn't get your text or, like, I would believe that. You know what I mean? Like, things (laughs) like that. Like, but even after the 35th time. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? There's no like, way they could. I was genuine. like, after the 35th time, it was like, well, I'm not saying it happened 35 times, maybe five times, mm-hmm. right? It's like I would believe it, and then eventually, you after the, you know, the 500th time, you're like, maybe, maybe <laughs> just maybe, like, maybe she got the text, okay? Because I, you know, I, 500 times rising, and you know, I made sure everything was, you know, maybe. so obviously I'm exaggerating, but you guys get my point, right? So it slowly occurred to me, like, oh, you know what, like. Um, yeah, there's more, there's more to this than I thought because like, you know, they won't tell you what's going on. They don't have to. You know, <laughs> that's the thing. I think dudes don't understand. Like, it's kind of, you can bring it back to the question, right? Of like, how does a, you know, you got a, you know, real pretty girl with a dude that's not as, <coughs> like the female doesn't have to tell this dude like what her actual motives are. And that's not to say that, I'm not saying every female that is with a dude that's not as attractive as them is on some, you know some manipulative stuff but it's like they don't have to present to you and they usually don't present to you what their real motives are with you yeah ever mm-hmm. like how often how often we were just talking about like people. they don't yeah. do that we were literally before you we, see yeah. the thing is, is like because no one feels like because like in reality it's like i don't owe you an explanation for nothing and you don't owe me an explanation for nothing but i feel like women take that to another level of like you know, See, and, and that's funny you bring that up. I, cause this is the thing. I, I hear people frustrated all the time, and Alex, I'm sure you know this too. Like, mm. I hear men and women frustrated about people wanting something from them. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like just want. Yeah. The thing is that y'all gotta understand is like you want things from people too. You want things right. from your family. You want things from your significant other too. Yes. Right. I want things from people. Yeah. So when you understand that everybody wants something, the question yeah. now becomes. Not that people, it's, it's wrong that people want something. Yeah, people want something. I think it's more rare to meet someone who doesn't want things from you. Yeah. That's more rare. Most people, they want something. The question now becomes, if I want something and you want something, how do we make this fair? 
How yeah. do we make this balance? Fair, not so much, but balanced right, in some yeah. sort of way. Because <laughs> everybody wants something. Yes. And you're talking about how women don't say. I, I, I don't think it's... I mean, I'm not even going to say that a lot of... I think it's more clear what men want. Uh, let me not say it's in totality, but I think in, there's certain things I, I don't even need to say what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like It's clear that you know we're aware we want some things, right? <laughs> but I think a lot of dudes don't actually sit there and truly know like what women want from them. Because, boy, do they get what they want. But that's what I mean. Like A, a woman can... A lot of dudes will offer the strength of a woman being like attractive to them. They will almost like bypass like actually asking questions that are somewhat revealing to what they actually are looking for or trying to get out of them. like they won't ask those questions and um that's kind of what leads I feel like that's what leads at least dudes to kind of just going doing the runaround you know what I'm saying you talking to somebody for months don't really know a lot about them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, see, nah, you think, I, you think you're learning. Nah, they have dudes. Most dudes are afraid. So let's talk about like, let's talk about what men and women want, right? Like men, like we, we, that's why we in the locker room talking how we talk or in the basketball court, like we know what we want. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's very similar. I'm not saying it's all the same, but it's very similar. But <laughs> how comfortable are you telling your wife, your girlfriend or a girl you're trying to court? How comfortable are you telling her within minutes of meeting her exactly what you want? Like, really, really want. Well, most people don't want to lose the opportunity. So you're Exactly. Right. So most people do not want to lose the opportunity so they don't actually reveal what they actually want. And mm-hmm. they'll go round- and roundabout. They'll be roundabout with it. Yeah. And I think women do this too as well. But it's just like, when you're aware of what people want before they actually say it, it's a game changer. But I feel like a lot of, for, for women, a lot of times they don't really know what they want. No, All the way, not thoroughly. You think they do, Alex? I think I think it changes. Elaborate on that. I think it changes, but what do you think? You think they know what they want? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Elaborate, my guy. Security. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair. I can't argue <laughs> that. But this is the yeah, thing too. I think I think even security <coughs> these days almost has layers. Because initially, when you think of security, you think of like financial security, right? But I feel like there's emotional. Too. There's like emotional security, but it's like. Emotional security and then, you know, just like physical protection and all these different things. So like security almost has levels too, and it's like Yeah, they want all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I want all that. It's like I want this. Want I want that. the I want I want a guaranteed salary and I want all the benefits. And I want to get paid for holidays. You ever like But we but we just but us, up? we just want we just want a guaranteed salary. What's up? So like <laughs> okay. Okay, get so you ever uh you ever have that like idea of let's say you meet a girl, yeah. you know things are good in the beginning. You date for a while, and it comes. Your long term relationship, long term relationship becomes marriage. Okay, and then she just switches after the marriage. Mm. What's next? What happens? What are we gonna do? Like she literally saved. So if we're in this all, situation, yeah, she's like, "Oh, you wife me now. Now you gotta deal with all this bullshit." <laughs> yeah, that's on the dude, man. Yeah. You feel, yeah, yeah. Okay. How how do how do you prevent that? How do you prevent that? The switch. There's always a switch within the first. Okay. You gotta educate. Tell me. Tell me this ain't true. Tell me this ain't true. Within the first, so I, I divide it into segments. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I almost feel like if so. If you know you control access to that, 
you can leverage for what you want. For who you let in the house. You, right, but I think the problem is right now is dudes, when it comes to relationship, they don't even really have a door on that. They don't understand that they yeah. actually control that. They don't. They and do. that allows you to be easily manipulated into mm. being in a relationship. Yeah. It's like they got a screen door. Mm. Like, someone could come into your door or walk past the crib and kind of see a little bit into your crib. You know what I'm not even, it might not even be a screen door. It's a door, a screen door with no lock on it. Right. There's no, there's no, um, there's no, there's no, no level, there's no level of respect because it's like, when you knock on someone's door, it's respect, right? You're respecting that this is someone else's crib. I'm going to knock on the door so that I can, you know, show my presence and then, you know, you'll let me in type of thing. It's a respect thing. And I think men oftentimes... I feel like when men don't realize how easy it is for women to just lose respect for you. And Whew, and the thing is that and the thing is that respect for a lot of women is attached to attraction too. So yeah. you could you could be super fine to them. Yeah. Like super fine to them. Yeah. And then do something like that they just don't like. You might not even know, but you might do something that they don't like and then they lose attraction. So yeah, they got somebody else in the back of their head. Like that's why like this the whole roster thing. It's like Yes, they might not announce it, but as soon as you as soon as you violate in some way where it's not like exactly what they might want, yeah, they've already like you're not as attractive. You already came down. Like I said, you could be extremely fine to them. Literally, you could. But if they lose even a smidge of respect for you, then they're gonna go to the other dude that they feel is more guards their <laughs> guards their uh you know guards that respect more closely than you uh so you i mean when i think about what you said i think obviously there are situations it doesn't apply to mm-hmm. but if you're yeah. struggling or you're always having a woman be interested and then suddenly she's not you have a woman you're dating and then all of a sudden she wants to break up with you this is this this is more for those type of people if you if you're having success already and everything's cool then it doesn't even matter whatever you're doing is working but if you're not these are things you want to think about right um these are things that i had to evaluate too but even I guess y'all almost have to y'all almost have to ask yourself and men have to ask themselves if I control access to relationships what does success look like to me not to you because this is my crib so you should be able to tell me what my crib look like or how successful or whatever like if I allow you to dictate what my crib look like then it's not my crib you didn't come into my crib I think what happens a lot of times is, uh, like, if I came in, imagine if I came in here and I was like, yo, Alex, that desk is trash, bro. Why do I got a TV in the living room, bro? Why don't you got this big TV in your room? See, but that's, see, that's funny, because we were talking about the gym earlier. A lot of times, a lot of dudes don't even understand that they truly understand, they truly control access to the relationship. Yeah. Because what happens is, let's say, if we look, think about the modern, you know, guy and girl trying to get together, what happens is it's kind of more casual, and in some cases, then eventually they try to date, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is a lot of times, you know, a woman will kind of put some subtle, indirect, passive-aggressive pressure on you to date her. Agreed. She'll throw shots like, ah, nah, you have to upgrade my, you know, you know little things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, right? And what happens is eventually you might go, okay, we're going to date then, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say you start dating, everything's going good. And you just made that analogy with the house. Mm-hmm. She might, let's say you type of dude going to the gym five, six days a week for two, three hours, right? Mm-hmm. She might say, 
oh, like, do you have to go today? You go all the time. And maybe you could do that a couple times. Obviously, you have to do make sacrifices to make the relationship work. Yes. But eventually, she might go, hmm, I, I got him to, to now go from six to five. Let's see if I can make go five to four, four to three. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to try to create more quality time. That's what she wants. Mm-hmm. She, I'm not saying you don't want quality time, but who wants it more than you? She for sure do. That's why you can sit on your video game and play that thing all day. And who mad? It ain't you. She mad. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Because right. you value the quality time too, but I promise you she value it more than you. Mm-hmm. You understand? So so after you, she done got, got you down from, from six days of working out a week to three, <laughs> you actually less attractive now. Right. So you was going six times a week, diet was on point, and now diet's all right, and you going three times a week. Yeah. Okay? By the time you get to that point, maybe the year has gone by, you are now less attractive. Even though you were listening to her. Than the guy that... You were doing it for her. Yeah, you were doing it for her. If you measure the attraction she had for you at the beginning of the year, when you're going six times versus three times, it's not the same. But that's the thing, too, is because probably dude that's in the back of her head is still in his job. But still in his job doing his thing because he's not in the same situation as you. You allowed somebody else to dictate your situation. It's not even about the dude in the back yet. (laughs) <laughs> what happens is is once she lose attraction for you, then she gonna go start looking. That cause like you know what I mean? Cause she she do care about you. She's about you. But once you once you you know slip up. You know what's crazy about what you said though too is that like at no point was there like a hey like take me with you. It was more of like a can you go less. So I can have more. Well, let's think about what they want, though. Like, they <laughs> want you. So this thing, a lot. We just talk about dudes don't understand that they're the gatekeepers of the relationship. Yeah. Right? They also don't understand how much women care about attention. Yeah. That is a powerful currency. It's currency. Bro. How many of yeah. you dudes have been on your phone? Let's say you get home from a date and she on her phone. She's been on her phone for the last 20 minutes, the whole car ride home and when you get home. But the moment you pull out your phone, what's she say? Oh, I need some taste. I need some. Isn't that funny? Or you playing your video game. Oh, I need some taste. They need that. They crave that. You understand what I'm saying? I think a lot of dudes don't understand the power of your attention. This girl's making money on OnlyFans because of attention. Uh-huh. There's girls who have hugely inflated ego just because of the attention dudes are giving them and they comments and they likes and on their Instagram and their DMs. That's a fact. They don't, these dudes are just giving away this attention as For if it's free. not valuable because they don't actually know the value of it. Beyonce and Rihanna don't drop albums all the time because they understood the value of their work. They don't just drop it all the time. You drop your work all the time and saturate it, it might not have the same value. Rihanna hasn't dropped the album in like what, six? She might even be done. But, like, you get what I'm saying. So, so dudes got to understand the power of their attention. I agree. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, I, me personally, like, when I started thinking about this type of stuff, I don't even live the same type of life. I can't even explain it to y'all. It's, funny. Like, it's once, not free. Once you literally, once you realize, oh, my attention is, like, golden. Yeah, it's worth something. You start, you start. Boy, do you start treating that different. Like, Very different. And you man. can't go back. It's like, oh, I'm no. sorry. Like, I can't. Now I know that my intention is literally, it's golden. Like, it needs to be earned, bro. needs to be it's earned. Gold. But also, it's, I look at it as more like, if it's currency, if my intention is currency, yes. I'm trying to buy something. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So I need to get something for my attention. If I'm going to invest it 
It needs to be an investment. It is. That is exactly. It is an investment. Uh Whether it is the media that I consume, the books I read, the content I consume on YouTube, the podcasts I listen to, the people that I surround myself with, mentors I listen to, my attention is currency. And you just said it's an investment. You have to think about that. So when you think about women that you're trying to decide who you want to be around, you have to think carefully how you invest your attention. Because they want your attention and quality time. If you're just giving it out for free, they're not going to do nothing for you. You also have to remember this, though. I like what you said because it kind of leads to this point. If you're in, if you're looking to make investments, right, you do your research, you're kind of like, do you want to invest in property? Do I want to invest in stocks? Do I want to invest in cryptocurrency? Do I want to invest in my 401k? Like, which has the best percentages? You go talk to financial advisors. You go do all these things. To make sure that whatever investments you're making you get a return on are the best re- investments for you. Mm-hmm. The thing is, a lot of dudes, they don't do their research on the investments that they make. So, there's always risk to an investment. But there are also investments when you're starting off versus when you're at a certain place. There are investments that are better long term. Exactly. Yeah, through, through, you watch the history. You look at the history. Exactly. And you look at the... You watch the trends. Yeah, the trends. Like it, went, it was pretty... It grew. Yeah, yeah. Or, you, or you look at the ones that are consistent. Very consistent. And that steadily grow. Yes. And that's the better, funny part about yes. that is that a lot of dudes don't look at those investments. They don't look at putting their their attention into the anchor investments, meaning the ones that you, you can like put a safe amount of money that will anchor you and they will consistently go up, you know, exponentially long term. And then maybe every now and then once you kind of have that established, you can jump into something a little risky, a little more risky, a little more risky, because you always have these joints to go back to. So you can always be like, oh, that wasn't good. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out of that. No, that wasn't good. I can step back from that because you always have that to go back to. And when I look at the consistent investments like that, those consistent investments or those anchor investments are you, not outside of you. So the risks are those, the the. The risks are the women to some degree because there's always a risk. You never know when a when a stock going to drop. You never know when crypto going to drop. You never know when these things are going to drop. See, you know and, and we're talking about investing, right? Yeah. And I put it this way. A lot of dudes don't understand that their attention is even currency to begin with. Right. And since they don't understand this, they're investing without even realizing they're investing. And that's why they're unhappy two years into their relationship. Even though they thought they were happy, suddenly they just don't feel fulfilled. Because they're not getting the return on an investment they don't even know they're making. So the first step is to be conscious that your attention is worth something. Yeah. When I was like at the end of high school or like in the beginning of college, so this is a long time ago, mm-hmm. right? I was having trouble in having women want to engage with me. Okay. And I'm at Alex B house late at night, you know what I mean? And we chilling, I'm like talking to Alex, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Alex told me, oh, this is like probably eight years ago, man. A long time ago. He told me, you know what, E? You too available. I've to this day like something he was. <laughs> never forgot that. You know what I mean? I did not understand what he was saying. My attention was free. And you could get any time. I was easily accessible. I did not get any return on the investment. I didn't know my intention was an investment. Fast forward to now, it's just not like that. There's a lot going on. It's, it's, that's just not what it is. So because I have so much going on, if you want to get a hold of me, you got there's something that there's some exchange that happens there because my attention is that valuable to me. 
Yeah. Now, I don't sit there and do this conscious, like, oh, my attention. That's not how it works. I just have a lot going on. Since I do have a lot going on, I'm just more careful with my attention. That's yeah. also tied to respect, like what you said. Is that you'll get more respect when you are careful with your attention. The respect will translate because you're like when you when you understand the value of your investments. So, for example, the things you have going on in your life. That's why when I say anchor investments, I'm talking about those things that are within your own life. So, like the first, (laughs) there's either a switch in the first two weeks, okay, or a switch in the first month. There's always a switch. Always. Mm-hmm. Okay. If there is not a switch in the first yeah, two weeks or the first month. Yeah, this on the timeline, correction. Facts. All right. If there is not a switch in the first uh, two weeks or first month, that's in terms of like, let's say you're talking to them, like you spend time with them. Um, you know, maybe they come to your spot. Maybe y'all go out, grab lunch here or there or coffee or whatever you do. There's always a switch at some point where their time, the time that they had so available for you starts to like dwindle uh-huh. or the conversation. That's why I don't like texting heavy. Yeah. Cause that conversation will flip mm-hmm. or change or not be as um, fluent and continual as maybe it would have been. That's why I recommend people don't be just texting all the time mm-hmm. or dudes really. Um, but if you get past that two month mark, then the next switch is like usually because you find out if they actually wanted some kind of serious with you yeah or if they just kind of wanted to because like i said kind of like he was saying earlier you don't really get the fullness of like the actual intention so i feel like within that first month for me like two weeks two weeks i kind of know if somebody really want to kick it with you and they don't kick it with you in a two-week span Mm -hmm. nobody's that busy Mm -hmm. nobody's that busy what you think E? I mean there's a lot that goes into this but i put it on the do because you have to basically get a better. You have to create an environment where if you decide to switch and violate the terms in which we have engaged in this relationship, there's <coughs> a consequence. Facts. Facts. Either you withdraw some certain benefits or you leave. Facts. Because right? you don't have any power or you won't have any respect unless they feel like you might walk away. Facts. This is in anything. This is in business negotiations. This is in politics. If they're not afraid of you taking your services elsewhere, you are not respected. It shows you have value if you're willing to... Big facts. Sacrifice what looks like opportunity. Big facts. But what I'm trying to say is, so if you are switched upon and you sit there and pout about it, that's on you. That's on you. Now, this is not common knowledge. I, I see a lot of grown <laughs> men dealing with this, dealing with a woman who has, quote, quote, switched on them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But you have allowed that to happen. Or maybe you are you are contributing to the fact that she switched. Also, maybe you are no longer doing what you were doing in the beginning. That's facts. So you have to think about the totality of that. So it's like you have to, one, first look at yourself. Are you doing what you need to do to make this thing work how it needs to work? Are you doing what you need to do to make her make sure she's doing what she was doing in the beginning of the relationship. Right. If the answer to that is no, then you know why she switched. Right. Now you prevention is key. You don't want it to get to this point. But if it does, you gotta get back to that. And you might have a different result. Yeah. But I think a lot of times people get in relationships and get comfortable. 
You know what I mean? Mm. You start dating, he's chiseled, he looks like Dragon Ball Z, he got the abs poking out the shirt, everything, triceps, delts, back muscles popping, everything, lifestyle, he's he's busy doing everything he needs to do, he's hanging out with his friends, he looks and acts like a very attractive man. Yeah. He attracted her to him. Mm-hmm. She likes that. Yeah. They start dating. They've been dating for three years. Maybe he got a little pudge in there. You know what I mean? He's not hitting the gym as much. He's not really around his friends. He's just gaming all day. No disrespect to gamers. They, them dudes, be, they be inactive. They, they be inactive. But like, if, when you stop doing all those things that attracted her in the first place, how do you expect her to still be attracted to you? It doesn't make sense. That's, that's, that's awesome. So that's you have to do that first and foremost. And I think a big part of that too, what you said is key, is that like, then, then it makes me wonder... Then it makes me wonder if all those things that said individual was doing prior to was really for him. Because for me, it's like, regardless if I get in a, if I get in a relationship, let's say um, I get in a relationship or I'm, I'm talking to somebody that I, I'm wanting to get to that level with. Right. Like, for example, <laughs> the gym, you mentioned the gym. Like, the gym is a part of my lifestyle. Right. So regardless of if you are around or not, like, this is going to be a part of my lifestyle. So if you come into my sphere or whatever, and this is a part of my lifestyle, I'm going to, I'm going to want you to be a part of my lifestyle. One, because it's healthy, not because I'm trying to make you look A, B, or C, because obviously I was attracted to you initially, but I want you to be healthy. And my thing is like, I would not, there's things I just wouldn't allow to slip because it's like, these are things that I was doing for myself prior. And so like what you said like if a dude starts to slack in those areas, it's almost like, why? Why were you? Why are you doing those things before? You know, you attracted said person. You know, as you bring up excellent point. Have you noticed that? Let's <coughs> say you dating a girl, and let's say she gets comfortable. Maybe she gains some weight. Maybe she's not doing the things you're doing. Yeah. That's fine. Maybe you're not doing the things you're doing. Yeah. Let's say y'all break up. What's one of the first things she does? Everybody post breakup. Everybody going to the gym. Yeah. She going to the gym and she getting snatched. She gonna post a selfie. She gonna post. A, she yeah. gonna let it. The world know she in the gym. She that's, gonna be looking crazy. Yeah, Leggings with the colors and all that. <laughs> they get right to it. The yeah. question is, we dated for three years or four or five years, yeah. six, seven. Yeah. Maybe you was married, right? And she got comfortable. She started gaining weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But suddenly when y'all break up, there is something inside of her that tells her to go to the gym and look good. Because she knows. How is it that four weeks ago, you didn't have that in your mind, but when you knew, when y'all was broken up, you was both single, suddenly she get right to it. Back on the market. Back on the market. She understands... For the market to take her seriously, uh-huh. she got to look good. She got to be a contender. That's built in there. So what that means is the environment in the relationship versus in the market were different. In the relationship, you created an environment that said, yeah, you ain't got to do all that. Mm-hmm. That's why I put it on you. 100%. The market... You know they're not going to take you serious unless you do it. So they go, oh, I got to get back to it right away. Right away. No plan right away. After you get get depressed and you get through your stage, you eat all your food and chocolate and all that stuff, you're like, okay, I got to get to it. So that's why I said I put on the dude. You got to, the environment you create. Because they're coming in, you're, you're inviting them into your environment. Exactly. So if you, that's why I put on you. Because if she know, if she won't do it in the market space, then, then why does she do it in your space? That's the thing you got to think about. And I also, I agree. And I think it's 100% on the, that's, that's part of just being, I think the problem is too, like when you think of a leader, when like, like women think of like a leader, or even when men like say a leader, it's like, 
you could be leading in these outward things. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you create an environment like within yourself that is that is like solid. You can do things. There's a saying that like doing a lot doesn't mean you're doing anything. Yeah. You're like, so I could be doing a lot of things that just because you're productive doesn't give me the appearance. Right. Like yeah. I could do a lot of things that give me the appearance of leadership, like how people might see it. Right. From a visual standpoint or an outward appearance. But what you said earlier is super important. It's like, yeah, like a woman knows like when when the relationship's over with, she going she might if if you were worth the tears to her, like she might cry and do all that. But she going to the gym, or she going, either that or she's gonna or the person that was in the back of her mind that's who she hitting first. Oh, she can, or she gonna do both. Or she'll yeah. do both at once. All the she, above. But why? But the question yeah. is like, why would she even? If, so as the study came out saying fifty percent of women who are with somebody right now know who got next. Five. So I'm gonna repeat that. I need to I need to go and reference this and find out what exactly it was, but I'm gonna pull it up and check for myself. But let's <laughs> let's let's just go with it for now. Okay. Okay. That's a high percentage. If this is true, right? Yeah. I think a lot of guys think about this. I, I know a lot of guys personally have come to me in very emotional states where like, I don't know why she moved on so quickly. Oh, okay. And I've had to explain to them like Bro, she didn't move on quick. She was done with you eight months before the breakup. She emotionally detached. And now, any woman listening to this right now, they probably laughing because they they know this. When they go and talk, they know they done way before the breakup. Premeditated. Once they They, emotionally detach, it's over. They wait until they ready to dump your ass. Yes. Right? So, those days are hard to think. We're trying to make you dump them. And not only that, a lot of times, they know who got next. And so the question is, why is she going to get in shape for who got next, but not for you? You got to think about that. She ain't attracted to you no more. It, yeah. See? You got to think about all of these things. They matter. But I also think what you said earlier is important, too, is, like, you did not create an environment where within... Okay. We we all know that, like, men control access to relationships, right? Yeah. So let's say relationships are a house. <laughs> let's, say, let's say relationships for the sake of the, the uh, picture are a house. It, if somebody comes and knocks on your door, you look out the people and you allow a person to come in. You maybe exchange words through the door, whatever okay. the case, but you ultimately allow that person to come in. You open the door and that person walks in. You also determine how comfortable a person gets in that space. Oh, you, you spin right now. They, you don't, if they come in the space, let's say your space is a space where you take your shoes off. But you don't tell them to take their shoes off. Mm-hmm. You spitting right now, bro. You better chill out. They're not going to take the shoes off. Take the shoes off. Let's yeah. say you do that for a month, and then finally tell them to take your shoes. Then you finally tell them to take your shoes, and like what? Well, why? Like, yeah. already. But they feel like they have leverage. Yeah. Because you allow them to have leverage. You allow yes. them to come into your environment, uh-huh. and then change, <coughs> change or bend things that you had in place in your environment. So, of course, like, over time, maybe the reason they came to your house originally was because your house was respectable originally. Right. But then when they come in and they're able to put their feet on the table, able to just walk on the carpet, your white carpet with their shoes, whatever the case may be, then the value of your crib goes down in their mind. The outside, it still looks nice. Everybody see how nice your crib is. But the, for the individual that you let in the crib, they know what your crib look like inside. You feel me? And so if that is equivalent to leadership, they, they know that you won't even stick to the things that you established within your house of leadership. 
So yeah, they you, already got. They already got. You just said some. You just made a very important analogy, man. One, one. I mean, for one, a lot of parents struggle because they don't do what they tell their kids to do, mm. and your child doesn't care what you tell them. They're watching what you do. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And the parents are frustrated. Oh, why don't you just listen to me? It's like because you don't even do what you say. It's very hard to listen to you. You don't even do what you say. The house analogy is beautiful because if you have a shoes off policy, but then one day you let a person in who has shoes on, they don't take them off. That person goes, okay, maybe I can do it again, do it again. And they start getting comfortable, just like you said. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I want to take you even farther back. You said men control access to relationships. It's our house. I don't know if a lot of men are actually conscious of that. They're not. Let's go even deeper. We were talking earlier about how each side wants something. Mm-hmm. You're saying men control access to relationships. That's, that is... Honestly, I understand that. I'm sure we all understand that. But I don't know how many men actually truly understand that. Mm-hmm. That they are the gatekeeper of that. Yeah. Because... So, so that's... I mean, that's interesting. I put it this way. So, maybe the stuff that you're consuming, people you're around, the conversations that you're having, the information that you're choosing to, you know, focus yourself on, whatever that is, those are anchored investments because those investments will always exponentially grow. Always. But all these other things, not so much. So it gives more respect to those things that you're investing in. Somebody can look at that and be like, oh, that's solid. That's always consistently growing. It has a trend to it. I I respect that. But one, the more you start kind of going out and taking all these risks is the more you're pulling away from those solid investments internally. So now you're, you're now you're, you're again, you're allowing someone to dictate the value of something that you should be dictating, which brings a lack of respect for said thing. Because just like you said, right, if our parents told us to do something that they weren't doing, we might do it just because like we're in their house or whatever case, but that doesn't mean we respect them. So think about it. You could have a woman that's under your roof that might do some of the things you say because maybe their situation isn't, they haven't found the security in that situation yet or whatever the case may be. So they might be doing what you're saying, but that doesn't mean they respect you necessarily. So yeah, respect like, is number one. Yeah. But but I think there's this misconception that respect is is, a, is a, given. given. Uh, I, that's, it's earned. I, it, there's nowhere that you actually get and there's levels to respect. There's a respect like, hey, I don't know who you are. Hey, how you doing? How's your day? Boom, right? Yeah. But there's levels of respect. You know what I mean? Then there's like the reverence level of respect. I respect your craft. I respect how you move. I respect how you treat people. I respect how you treat people over 10 years. Mm-hmm. There's levels to respect. Mm-hmm. You cannot feel entitled to respect. You have to earn respect. It is something you have to continually invest energy into. Just like trust or any of these things, these are choices you make. Mm-hmm. So if you decide to stop putting energy into the respect people around around you give you, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Because people will respect you if you do respect yourselves. I mean, that's that's kind of what it is. These are things that I, I've had to teach myself, you know what I mean? Yeah. Things I've had to reflect, I try to reflect on every couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's very hard to do this. I agree. And it's, you're not going to be perfect with it, you know what I mean? But, it, I it, but that's very important. Um, but um, yeah, man, I, I think it's crazy. I think another thing is um, 
I mean, the way I see it is this. Like, we were talking earlier about how, you know, sometimes if she break up with you, as soon as she break up with you, or, you know, she, she going, you know, get to the gym. Right. So I think something that's very important uh, for both men and women is to understand if I'm a single dude and she's a single girl and I see you across the room, there's things about you as a single woman that make me attracted to you. You know, there's like a sex appeal to you. Yeah. She might look at me and see some sex appeal on me. Yeah. You have to maintain your sex appeal. The way you walk, the way you talk to people, how you take care of your body. You have to maintain that. So if you date somebody, you can't just stop having sex appeal. What I mean is this. Some people take this the wrong way and go, okay, I'm going to go and cheat on my person or I'm going to go. and So if you want to do that, live your life. But what I'm saying is even if you're a faithful person, you still need to maintain that sex appeal. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because that holds your significant other accountable. But it also, what you said is true, and it also it, it should have been for you in the beginning. And I think that's, I think that's one of the biggest like problems with dudes is like, and you got to think, too, like, and obviously this is kind of changing a little bit as, like, socioeconomic things change. But dudes originally were doing everything for a woman at some point or another, right? Right. Um, to, like, that was their main motivation? Right. Like, because you're, I mean, you didn't, you didn't, they, men weren't going to work in factories and do all that stuff to just have a house to themselves. Yeah, they wanted something. They, were, they wanted to, okay. <laughs> but they wanted to put something in the house. That was the point, you know. Some tissues. So, <laughs> you know, he couldn't. He just can't. He just can't, bro. He couldn't. I mean, I see. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see what you but see. then obviously over time, that's kind of changed to where. But one more. So in times like that, um, like, like let's say conventional, conventional era, and then everything before that, um, things were more traditional. Agreed. So, Agreed. Um, so we live in a modern day world. Yeah. We got first world problems. We got women with more rights and exercising those rights and pushing um, the freedom that they have. That more, you know. So like, see, the thing is, is like, and I get what y'all are saying. Yeah. But we, as men, we have to control what we can control. Women are gonna do what they're gonna do. Can you we? Know what I mean, there there is more freedom for women these days. Yes, there is. And they're gonna do what they gonna do. Right. The question is, on our side, what can we do and change as a collective that can? So let, let me put it this way. Put it this way. Oh, let's let's go there, I guess. So these days yeah. women are, you know, sexually liberated. Okay? Right. So you're gonna see them doing, Meaning? doing so these days you're gonna see them being more promiscuous than they were uh, 60, 70 years ago. Facts. Okay? At least openly. More accessible. So what that does is there are still a lot of there are millions of women who are more traditional and who are not promiscuous. But they look at the attention that promiscuous women get, yeah. and of course they crave the attention. They don't crave how they did it yeah but they crave that attention and that actually puts pressure on women who are more traditional to almost want to be that way i like that it's true so what happens is obviously the value of what it is that they bring to the table that has shifted if it's if it's more accessible the value is not what it once was mm-hmm. right so as women as a collective that is something that they have decided to do uh-huh right Movements, all not all of them, but some of them. Oh, right? yeah. So, there's like these weird dynamics that happen. The social, right, 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 right. Like, there are some women who might go on a date with somebody and they're more traditional, like, hey, like, you have to, I have to be your girlfriend before we do anything. Yeah. She can feel the pressure in her mind. Oh, 
this guy's really attractive and I'm sure there's eight other women in this room that would want him and I'm sure they would all probably give it up within the first day or two. Yeah. And that puts pressure on the woman who's more traditional yeah. to give it up. Yeah. These, are, these are the dynamics I think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does create... On the men's side, that's why I say we have to control what we can control. So we know they're going to do their thing. They're going to do their thing. The question is, how are you going to move knowing that? Yeah. So if so, if the thing is, is these days, I think women are just better and better versed at getting what they want in this in this current dating market than men. There are women who have Tinder just for attention, not because they they care to actually meet any dudes using them. It's literally just validation and attention. Yeah. But how many dudes sit there on Tinder and actually know that they don't? So women right now, I think, are just more evolved. And better versed at getting what they want. Yeah. And so, dudes, we're gonna have to evolve and understand what's happening, which I think is happening slowly. But we're gonna have to actually evolve and understand what's happening, and then make some changes. Because mm-hmm. we can only change what we do, and then they can respond to how we change. Because they're gonna do what they want to do. I, I think the I think the one thing that maybe scares men a little bit is uh, in in. Uh, and like going towards that adaptation is the fact that like they're going to lose opportunity. You know what I mean? Because again, like I think a lot of men they base they base so much on those opportunities that they do get because um, opportunity is not so frequent for everyone. Especially yeah, for dudes. That's, that's like, a really good point. But it's like you, ha- and that's the part. It's like you like have to risk that opportunity. You know. Well, elaborate but, on what you what you mean. Elaborate on what you say. So, opportunity meaning like, okay, for example, like if you, nine times out of ten, if a man goes to like, um, it's not like how it used to be where you could just go to all these social spaces, and just go have a conversation with someone and invite them. Say, hey, I, you know, hey, I think you're attractive. I'd really like to take you to dinner, and that was like actually something flattering and endearing. And the woman's like, oh yeah, absolutely, was super excited. You know. It's not really like that anymore. It's almost, it's almost nerve-wracking to even approach someone because they could easily be on some, like, over-the-top, dismissive, think you're a creep, like, when you haven't said anything to them yet. See, but that's my point, though, is, like... <laughs> so when, what, what I mean is to tie that is, like, some guys don't even... Some guys aren't even at an attractive, quote-unquote, level where a lot of those interactions will result in anything further than a dismissal, you know? Two things there. One... That just adds to the point that men have not evolved to the level of where women are at now in terms of leveraging assets, leveraging things that you can leverage, right? Right. I'm trying to, I just remember, forgot the other thing I was going to say. You're talking about, oh man, that thing just floated out of my head. It's really, um, what's the last thing you said? You said, um. No, I was just talking saying, about how I was just saying that a lot of a lot of, yeah a lot of a lot of guys so that it's not like that one opportunity that they do get right because some guys are not at an attractive to this level where they are able to receive opportunities. Oh, I remember I was gonna say now. Yeah. The next thing is like a lot of dudes are trying to go for a girl and chase a girl that they like. Mm. Um, I I saw this quote and I posted it on my Snapchat like. Couple weeks ago, this dude basically said, "Go for the girls that like you and not the one you like." 
that doesn't mean you don't like the girls that like you. But it's like a lot of times, dudes are chasing women that have no interest in them. Yeah. These women that have no interest in them are literally hanging out with you because it's fun, they're bored, and they get free attention and free validation to boost their ego. What woman wouldn't want free attention? Ooh, free meals. Free meals, free it's trips. fun if they're bored and you're, they know you're around. Free trips. So as a man, <laughs> you have to understand that you have to go for the women that like you because you're, you're going to get more of a return on your investment in those women anyways. But dudes have a hard time putting their ego to the side, right? And getting real and understanding that's probably what you need to do. Yeah. I'm not saying this is all dudes, but I'm saying like asking them on the day, like you're I right. Agree. So you need to go for, you need to figure out who's actually interested in you and go for them. I see a lot of dudes trying to chase somebody who really is not interested in them. What you said though is key though. You said something very key. A lot of dudes need to find out who that is. And the crazy part is, is that finding out who that is requires you to actually be assertive like we're supposed to be, right? It requires you to be assertive. But again, like there are a lot of men that um, in being assertive, there's a couple like layers to that. Maybe they don't have a quote unquote game. That's what I don't really how to approach. Or maybe they're not, you know, like I said. I wish I had that. <laughs> but maybe they're, maybe they're not at an attractiveness level or they don't have the assets to give them any type of leverage you know so when they do approach some of these individuals their opportunity pool is just way lower so the moment they do get that opportunity they overcompensate because they overcompensate because they're not they don't want to give up that opportunity that they potentially might have whether that be short term or long term and they're not willing to risk that in order to add value to, you know, their, uh, in order to add value to their, to their leverage to begin with. So they'll overcompensate. That woman goes elsewhere. See, but that's the, that's the funniest thing. And like, even I, like I say, probably a year or two ago, I really made a lot of changes regarding that. Because I realized it was me being scared to lose opportunities with women that actually pushed them away. Like It's almost like women sensed the thirst in me, the thirst for the opportunity, mm-hmm. and were like, I'm good. And I see that around me with a lot of dudes. It's like, But it's funny because you like, oh, I don't get opportunities. Like I need to take advantage of the opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're thinking. So it's almost counterintuitive. But what you actually need to do is let that go. It's like, hey, it's the cool. less important it becomes to you, the more important it becomes to them. Right, and I honestly think a lot of this comes with age. When you look at older men like who are approaching thirty yeah. or in their thirties yeah. versus young like eighteen year old hormonal boys, like it's a difference. A lot of it comes with age, you know. But I would, I'm not saying it all comes with age. But if you look at grown yeah, men yeah, and how yeah, they yeah. move versus yeah. like. Because there's more going on when you're 30 I will old. say I will say that there's there's more realization that comes. It's just a matter of how you execute that realization or what you do with it. Cause I, there's I a, agree with that. Because there's definitely sure. more realization that comes. But there's definitely still dudes in their 30s that are trying to, like, haven't figured it out. be pimps, you know what I mean? Which, you know, in, in some of <laughs> their... Which, in some of their own rights, like, it's very possible because maybe they have established some sort of, like, wealth for themselves and they're not bad-looking, you know, so they can kind of do that a little bit but again it's about how you use like the realizations that you come to how you apply those realizations that you come to and I think a lot of men um, what you said earlier is key like 
they have to adapt. Like things are going to change regardless of regardless. They're going to change. Um, there's going to continue to be pushes for these changes and things of that nature. One of the things that men have to hold on to, well, rediscover and then hold on to is the fact that like is the fact of what like what being masculine actually is because there's so many people telling us what it is now that dudes don't even know what it is and they're afraid to be it but they don't even know what it is so they don't really know what they are half the time so someone respecting your house is not even like you don't even think about it mm. you don't think about oh I bought this table I put money into it why well, I just let someone put their feet on it you don't think about it because the opportunity to have company is so it makes you so giddy See, that's why it's very important to have spaces or even conversations like this where men can talk to other men about these things. Right. A lot of dudes, like, we're just, it's not something we really spend time doing, spend time discussing, spend time creating spaces to discuss. But in order for us to adapt as a collective, these are things that we have to put energy into. Because it's not going to just magically happen. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing here is, you said earlier, Men control access to relationships, right? Largely, obviously not completely, but largely. I mean, women want so that means that means that that means that there's leverage, but that also means that there's leverage that we're squandering. Absolutely. So if there, because the thing is, is like I've already said, is like I think some of the, the, the liberation that comes to women. I think most of that is good. Yeah. Look at social media and the liberation that has come, and the democratization that has come with social media. But there's a price, right? Everything comes. Yeah. With that freedom, is it worth it? You have to have boundaries. That is your control. Is there bound what you do yeah. with your boundaries and your leverage? Mm-hmm. We are the product. What on you Instagram do with that? Facebook. Mm-hmm. We are the product because we use it for free. We're the product. They're selling our data. They're creating like do all these things. So you have to have the boundaries mm-hmm. if you want them to change. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, so that's how I. That's why I put it back on us because I. My motto for men is it's always your fault even when it's not. It's 100% always your fault. Because we're the law and order, baby. Uh, it's, I'm just saying, and just the way the world treats men, it's, like, it's, it's your fault. So, so what are it's you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? It is, though. Because nobody's going to come save you. Right. So what are you going to do and that's about why it? boundaries, like you said, are important. And, you know, it's set one, borders. one thing that's it, it's odd, right? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's normal. It's normal for us to talk about, like, boundaries with women and how we should approach them. You know how we should interact with them, how we shouldn't interact with them, so that they feel respected and protected and safe, and all these facts, different things. Facts. There's all these different conversations and programs and trainings and all these different things that like cater to these things. And again, that's not to say that these things still don't happen. So I'm not like dismissing things that do happen. But what I am saying overall is that there's not really that on the other end. The other day I posted something on Facebook, and I actually. I was like, you know, because um, there was a term that I heard that I had never heard before. I was watch, I was actually watching the Fresh and Fit like little clip, and there was this term. And I wish I remembered the term because I know off the top of my head. But there was like just this term that was like almost made up, almost to absolve like responsibility, and it made me think. I was like, man, there's literally people literally make up a term for anything these days. Like you could just make up a term, put two words together. And that absolves someone of like the responsibility of something or they like had no control um, because, oh, you know, my brain neurologically doesn't process that. It's called, you know, whatever, 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 like just these different like scientific scientific terms that 
to just be thrown on something for the for the sake of like you not having to take responsibility and you not actually having to like look yourself in the mirror and be like that's not cool or that's not okay or so but it takes a community for you to have accountability because the thing is is like i mean but even when when you meet someone who does that there are men and women who don't take accountability for anything they do mm-hmm. what that means is that in their life the people around them allow them to think that it's okay or the people don't allow them to think that things are okay and they run to people who do think it's okay that's why as a community as a whole you have to have mechanisms that can keep people accountable because you're always going to have people that are like that but you have to have a community do we have communities that are strong in america that have standards like that no so this creates it easy it's easy to escape accountability and then we have these echo chambers of social media where if you don't like what Devon, Alex, and E say, you can go into your own echo chamber and they can praise you and call you a king or yeah. a queen. So, like, these are things that we have to think about. What you said, I think you said is super key, like, the community aspect. And the, the irony in that, too, is that, like, the, the black community specifically, right, um, how it's been targeted and everything. Now it's like there's not even really community there. And that was almost, like, foundational for, like, what community looked like and that's the sad part because what you said is super true it's like there's not really a lot of places where you see where you see true community um and if you do it's it is usually specific to a certain nationality and they're all in the same space Um, well let's talk about that um so i just i think i posted on my instagram not too long ago that because I used to I used to not care about history at all uh, be history so, class asleep you're terrible I was a class clown like you know joking around because I, I definitely got jokes you know so, I, mean? I was just let them fly in history class I didn't care so. <laughs> now I spend um, a couple days out of my week looking back at certain specific events to learn things you better if you don't know what happened in the past yeah. you probably don't know where you are mm. And why you're there. You don't know where you are or why you're there. You may not even know who you are. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you also, if you don't know where you went before, then you probably don't know where you are. And it's very hard to know where you're going. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the sentiment of the post that I have. Yeah. You think about the black community, what has happened to us. Um I'm Nigerian American, so I didn't we we I came from Nigeria, my family did. So I know where I come from, and to have a better idea of where I am right now, and I have a better idea of where I'm going. The black community, there's so we're not a monolith. There's so many different things happening at once in different regions of this nation. Right. But as a collective, it's hard to say as a collective, the black community really know what truly happened in the past. I think a lot of black Americans don't even truly know what desegregation did. There were pluses and minuses to that. But like how as a collective do they truly know what happened? I'd say as a collective, some people know. There are groups that were trying to tell people, but that can be suppressed because of mainstream media. Yeah. Or other things, K through twelve, right? But because of that, you have a hard time knowing what happened to you. You have a hard time knowing what's happening right now. And it's hard to know where we're going. Yeah. Community building is kind of like having, quote, quote, real friendships. It's like people want, oh, I want real relationships, real. The thing is, is real relationships cost a lot. They're not free. 
they cost a lot more than the fake ones. Okay. Um, and so to build community in the black community, people are going to have to sacrifice. Uh-huh. It's going to drain your soul, blood, sweat, and tears. How many people are willing to do that? There are people out there doing that, thousands right now, but it's, it's not easy work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I would hate to have to see a really like crazy event happen to spark what, what's needed for us to become more of a community or even in other communities besides the black community, just become right. more community-like. But typically, historic, when, historically speaking, that's, that tends to be what happens. If something really bad happens, and people go, oh, shoot, community's important. We gotta- well, you got to think, like, I mean, if we're being honest, like, and this ain't even to be extra with it, but it's like, you know, black people, you know, as a whole, uh, at least throughout history, have constantly just got just dumped on, bro, and, like, pushed to the side, because it's like, and that's not to say that other communities haven't, you know, went through their um, their struggles and, you know, and hate, hate moments and things of that nature. But it's like, but then everybody or every other uh, group or nationality still feels like they're better than black people. It's like always been that way. So we always are on the bottom of this totem pole in a sense, right, in the subconscious of a lot of these groups. But a lot of these groups also want our support. And I think the thing that people need to realize, I think the thing I think the thing that black people need to realize, which they do have some sort of understanding on, but beyond just knowing like that there's a lot of things in this world that were, you know, created from who we are. Uh, or um, beyond just that is understanding that now like where we're at currently like you said it's hard to know like where you're at if you don't know where you were in the past or where you came from and a lot of people to your point don't even know where they came from one of the saddest things for me was this was some years ago too maybe five six years ago i remember asking my mother i said mom like what am i that's it was i was like i want to know like what i am and all she could tell me was that I was my native heritage, which is a, which is a little bit, you know, but it's not like it, it doesn't. She didn't know it anything in detail. So then I was like, well, she's like, well, ask grandma. I was like, okay, I'll ask grandma. So I asked grandma, and grandma knew nothing. My grandmother knew nothing. All she knew was again, like about the native, you know, the native in me, but not like in detail. See, and, and I will say that a lot of that. And that's, that's generation was, back, was engineered, though. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They like, actually took that. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, I, I was curious. I wanted to go get the information. I wanted to find it. And I, so I go to those, those individuals that should be the bookkeepers of that information. And they don't have it. Well, because what happens, what happens is, like, you can only do, pull off what they pulled off here with slavery if you take history away from them. Exactly. Now, some slaves, through word of mouth and even documentation, would try to preserve that history. What do you think What do you think the white man at that time did with that? Oh, for sure. That burnt that. But, you, that but you see down. how that literally, like, has created this, like, this chasm of where it almost, it almost makes... It almost makes the black people that are like up at arms all the time look entitled. 
in a way which instead of like I don't think we should look entitled because that doesn't benefit us like it doesn't benefit us to look entitled even though yes we are there are those people that are making um, making valid points making have valid movements whatever the case may be but you can see how much how much that's well, under attack even sabotage like with things like BLM and all this kind of stuff you can see how much that's under sabotage what we need because um, yeah okay. because to add on top of what you're saying yeah. it's like um, and I know what you're saying yeah I'm a very result oriented person I do not care I do not care about the fluff like if I want like obviously y'all know I, I love hoops if I want to get better at my shiftiness, or I want to get better at my deceleration, I will measure weekly my progress so that in a month or two, I can quantify my progress. I will get to the result regardless. I will get to the result. In our community, in this nation, after all the stuff that's happened to us and stuff that has continued to happen to us, right? We need very strong leadership that does not come from the entertainment industry because most people in the entertainment industry that we see are part of the machine owned by the white man and are bought when i say they're bought i'm not saying they sold their soul what i'm saying is Mm -hmm. they have a mortgage to pay they have a family to feed and their money is not their own money okay we can't look up to them in terms of black liberation because they can't help us they're not truly as free as we may think. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're going to need organic leadership to rise from the bottom and, and, and to the top. And I'll be honest, a lot of people that would lead that movement right now are in prison. Yeah. Uh, but but like that, that's kind of what it comes down to, is people who are willing to say, hey, look, a lot has happened to us, but hey, these are the benchmarks and these are the results we need. How are we going to do that? You know what I mean? And we'll see what happens. That these this is what people like the Black Panthers, Fred Hampton, all them. Uh so Malcolm S- X, all these people. It's Mark- so sad that like people will say like, you know, we need to go back to that, but it's like it's <laughs> we we people will say we need to go back to that, but it's like you can barely you can barely trust each other enough to It's a different times. We're gonna, it, we're gonna right. need different we're gonna need different solutions. The methods are not the methods are not gonna be able to match what worked, you know, those decades ago. I will say one something uh, Malcolm X said a long time ago. And he, he basically was calling out people that he was giving a speech to. He was like, y'all ain't ready for a revolution. And I look at I look at our community and look what's happening and honestly, that's the only way. People people want comfortability though, like that's the thing, like you said, you said something very key that whoever's going to lead A, B, or C can't be in entertainment because those individuals, it's kind of like, it goes back to literally what we were talking about with the, with the, the, the good looking girl with the, um, with the not so good looking dude. It's the respect thing at the end of the day. Like if that individual respects themselves enough to set these type of boundaries and maybe they have other assets to boost their value, there's certain demands that they can make that this individual that maybe just be super attractive will adhere to because those things are like, whereas if they were to go to 
over here to the guy maybe that's more attractive or whatever the case may be like they'll let them slip they let them slide they do whatever they want get whatever they want like and that's the thing the the not to put Le, say LeBron but just to use LeBron and his platform as an example it's like who really respects LeBron's house does media does do politicians no you know why you hear people without like with the audacity to be like shut up and dribble bro just straight up said it like they don't care about nothing you're saying and they might go quiet but they don't really care about what you're saying because deep down they know that you get all your endorsements all your bread all of this stuff from the very people that you're Mm, making these statements, making these statements about, so they don't even, just like you said, that goes like for a lot of rappers and people look right. up to too. And just like you said, when your parents, when your parents say something they don't do, you don't respect it. Right. You might, you might, you might adhere to it because they're your parents. You live in their crib. You're not trying to be out outside the door. You know what I'm saying? There are there are uh, there are amenities that are afforded to you and privileges that are afforded to you by being in their house. So you go and take the trash out. You go and do these things. But when they don't do those things, you still don't respect it. See, the and obviously, there are elements of the black community that when during segregated times that we need to pull from today. Obviously, we're not going to go back to that because there were plus and minuses of the segregated times. Because what's happened basically is what we need is a community. And what they've done is they basically... Because well, basically what we need for leverage is black community is to say, hey, y'all want us to do things this way? We're going to walk away. We're not going to do it. Whether it's like not participating in elections, whether it's doing strikes, withholding tax, whatever it is, right? What happens is they've created this criminal justice system to target us so that whenever we disobey them, they put us in prison. That's why disproportionately they come after us along with brown people. So what you have to do is you have to get extremely creative about your civil disobedience. You have to do it in a, in the amount in a number to where they can't just go and put you in prison systematically. But the only way to do that is with the community. So that's why I say we need leadership, and that's yeah. the only way that's going to happen, right? But to some degree, you got to avoid these little law loopholes that would get you ultimately mass put in jail. mass organized civil disobedience in the black community or in any community is a historical precedent for any substantive systemic change that's just what it is but yeah we, i mean obviously me and you can get into that um we can probably wrap it up you know what i mean um we can get into that on another podcast or even you know if either of us expand our media platforms you know what i mean for sure yeah, um yeah you know we, we can wrap it up obviously any, cool little discussion any final um, points you wanted to, is there any points you wanted to hit before we close uh y'all both suck at everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many sheep were you able to count? A lot. A lot of yeah. sheep? A little Enough. Feet. Y'all up. <laughs> that was quite the... Alex Bope. Quite the discussion. Cool, cool little discussion from your boys. You a little know tangent I mean? that started from... Um, girlfriend is bad, but boyfriend's busted. Why? Yeah, definitely more. a lot more where that came from. Maybe we might even have to have some ladies get on the podcast. Um... You know what I mean? We can have dis- you know some like formative discussions honest, about though, certain things. What's up? I see why it connected though. Well, yeah, you yeah. see that. You know I what I mean? And maybe maybe some people will see it too. Uh, I just I think I'm gonna have Alex uh, pay me for this little outro that we doing. You know what I mean? Uh, 
Obviously, Vaughn. Just, just so y'all know that all did connect. It did. At the end of the it's day, it's deeper. It's just deeper. At the end of the day, it's yeah. about respect, but and also if, community. <laughs> yeah, like community. So it's like it's also pressure, you know. Mm. So if if someone doesn't feel the pressure of being like a figure, then they're not gonna they're gonna move a certain way. So if if you had a community where like people like you y'all said um, held people accountable like yo you shouldn't behave like that you ain't gonna get married you know you you shouldn't behave like that she won't respect you it's things like that so it's like people don't want to say those things because they don't want to hurt nobody's feelings was I mean I that and I don't know man because like um, I think I think a lot of people feel disconnected from community. Um, yeah. And if you don't have a community that you can, you know, fall back to, fall back with, then you're gonna wander. You, yeah, you're gonna wander. You're gonna, which is real quick. You're gonna wander. Quick, quick um, topic before y'all we, we hop off this thing, because Eman said he's got an hour and a half before you know he got to work in the morning. Um, speaking of wander, uh, girls who go in and out of circles of friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's a red flag for sure what y'all think I just think it's a red flag look at E-Man's face look at E-Man's face E-Man's looking at me silly I just think it's a red flag ultimately um, I think it's a red flag if you can't maintain relationships and you're the common denominator I think that says a lot that says enough <laughs> I feel like he, you. He, he was he, talking the entire time. Now he has nothing to say. His face says oh, his face. He's saying it all. In I his can face. literally stop right there. I just he's think it's a red flag. And, it, and if that's if, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 wild. You telling me you want you you want cop that? You know. What do you mean cop that? You want, you want cop that girl? You want you want to make her topping from friend group to friend group? Oh yeah, you want like that? Nah, that's why not, bro. Because to me, like if what's I, wrong with I that? The only thing that the only thing that would depend on is like, do you have any solid? Do you have any solid relationships within any of those? What if they're all solid like? relationships? <laughs> solid. Then I think that whoever, whoever, whatever face they're putting, they're they're definitely putting different faces on, for sure. Why do you think they feel the need? To go in and out They're of chameleons, uh, um, friend groups. Because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't um, need to make this complicated. We don't. It's, it's a great time. You know, it's a great time. Yeah. Drama and all these different things are exciting. I don't even know what y'all are talking about. To be honest. Yes, you do. No, I, I really don't. What are you talking about? You're quite. What, do you, what are you talking? What are you about? talking about? You the one that said it. I don't know what you're talking about. What are? What am I talking about? Look, this is what I heard. You said, what about women that hop in and out of different friend groups? Correct? Yeah, right. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, I'm asking. We're, we're looking at you. We don't know what that means. As far as I thought, I thought you were just referring yeah, to Yeah, exactly. What's, what does that what's, say about what's, them? What's an opinion? So, okay. Is it like, what does that say about them? Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. Like, what What are you even talking about to begin with? <laughs> That's the most important thing, Alex. 
how can I even put this into simple, simple words? Um, <laughs> it's, it almost seems gross, but I say that because it's like, um, if you're a community pool and you let everybody swim in that bitch, you never clean it out. Or, you know, hey, yo. and everybody go to the, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You feel me? So, like, if everybody can come in that bitch, is it really that valuable? Oh, you know? Like, like, actually? Oh, Yo, this man just made me snort low key. Like, some neighborhoods, you have to have a membership. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least they have a membership. But this community pool, anybody can get in this thing, bro. Volatile, bro. Volatile. Like you answered your own question. I just want to see what y'all thought. You what know? I think. I just want to see the activity of doing that. I don't disagree. What if you? Okay. What if? What if your girl? <laughs> what let's, if your girl? Let's do this. Let's do it. Let me see it. Let me see. Let's just put it this way. Okay. What you want? The thing is, is like, and I hope y'all can hear me. I don't know if y'all can hear me. Y'all can hear me, right? Clap two times. So if you picking up Alex is putting down, right? My thing is this. Honestly, yeah, live your life. Like if you want to hop from group to group or or maybe clean out the whole group, like honestly, like yeah, do your thing. Um, live your life, right? But my thing is like, one, live your life, but also, you know, there's consequences what you're doing. So if you know the consequences, you go do that. I might even respect that even more because you actually thought about what happens. Let's you know, tell me the consequences, E. So, all right, so, right, hold on. So what I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this. My question for you, if you're a lady who likes to conquer um, friend groups, conquer entire friend groups, which is yes. fine. You know what I mean? Isn't that? Would sexy? you want your daughter to conquer friend groups in your name as well to mm-hmm. continue the legacy? When you think about your daughter. Um, she just turned 18, she's about to go to college, and she's like, Mommy, I want to, you know, conquer friend groups when I go to whatever university you name it. I would love to be a fly on the wall and just sit there and watch what that conversation looks like. If you're like, yeah, go conquer those friend groups, and you give her the game on how to do it, like, if you do that, then I can respect you hopping from friend group, friend group to friend group because you... Um, have told your daughter to conquer more friend groups. That that's you telling me that you actually lived yeah. that life. Yeah. I can respect that. Right. Now, if you try to tell your daughter, oh no, no, do that. That's when we go. Hmm, that's very interesting. You know what I mean? Because ain't none of this my business. It's just I'm a fly on the wall listening to you oh tell God, your daughter, bro. right? Bro. Now, and let's take this another step, right? So if you you conquering friend groups, which I think is the more most politically correct way to talk about this, conquering friend groups, right? <laughs> The next thing I would ask is this this woman who has conquered many friend groups in her life right? uh, and has these trophies. Please. She also has a son. Delicious. Okay. Yes. And he has a her son has a really tight knit group of seven friends that, mm. you know, her son grew up with. And she, you know, had them come to the house, play basketball, volleyball, everything, right? Video games. And so <laughs> okay. his son comes back from college. Uh-huh. So he's 22, 23 years old, 24 years old. And he comes back and brings home a woman who you know, um, 
to his mom. He wants his mom to meet her. And he's like, hey, mom, you know, meet whatever her name is. Okay. And I just want to let you know she conquered my friend group and, and another close friend group of mine. Right. Um, and he looks his mom dead in the eye when he's saying this, right? I would love to see what her reaction is. Because that's going to tell me everything I need to know. If you don't want your son bringing home a woman who has conquered his own friend group, then what were you doing? You know what I'm saying? But if you go, I am that, if you get extremely excited, so excited that you blush when your son brings home your kind, then I can respect that. If you, if your son brings home your kin and you are cool with it and you respect it and you're excited, then I respect that to the fullest because that means you actually live that life. Now, if there's any inconsistencies with your daughter doing it or your son bringing home a woman who does it, then I have questions for you now. Because I'm wondering what, what, what you was thinking when you was doing it now. That's what I'm saying. And, I'm, and this is not even my business. I'm just a fly on the wall. I'm chilling. You know what I mean? I'm about to go eat some raw meat if you leave it out. I'm a fly on the wall. You know what I mean? But that's, that's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that was solid. I really ain't got nothing. To, I mean, I got too much to add to that. Okay. I think I think I think what he said is true. Pretty, I think what he said is facts. It's like if that's how you choose to live your life, yeah, man. And you've made it very known that that's what you're gonna do, regardless of the consequences. You won't have to deal with the consequences, regardless. Not us. So, by all means, do that. And if Am you, I, if, if the whole friend group elite, and you just trying to get a peep, a taste of all that, like you at U Swirl or something, like you trying to get all the yogurt. You <laughs> Swirl, bro. If all the yogurt is that fire, like yeah, then then sometimes sometimes you just want to eat all the yogurt. You know what I mean? Like mm. I can't knock that if you want to eat all the yogurt. You know what I mean? It's gonna be. Like, it's just gonna be. You, you might have a tummy ache. <laughs> oh my! You might have. You might have diarrhea. <laughs> you might not like what comes after that. Ah, jeez. And I think that's what, you know, the yogurt tastes good going down. You ate all the yogurts. You tried them all. And then them drinks came back and said, we back. And you wasn't ready for that. Now you in the toilet, you in the bathroom. I hope you can pay for all that yogurt. That too. Who bought that yogurt for you, you know? But that's the thing, though. Like, I I agree with what he said. If that's that's how you choose to move, move, people are going to know how you move at some point. Especially if you don't care and you're announcing that's how you move by your movements and by your actions. People going to pick that up and they going to move accordingly too. And I think you can't, you would be naive to think that people are not going to adjust to how you're moving. <laughs> like, and they're not going to, and they're not going to make communication about how you're moving. Like, they're going to figure that out. So really you're thinking that you're finessing. Even though you're being forthcoming about who you are. But you're actually probably being finessed, believe it or not. At some point, people figure it out. Mm. And uh, you have to deal with them consequences. That's all I got to say. I'm just, I, I agree exactly what he said. And if you passing that on to your children, I mean, shame on you. At least you, being, you are being honest, but shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. Man, wow. But you're being honest, though. I, just, I respect y'all's honesty, fellas. Um, we got like three minutes to spare. Uh, let's try to make this concise as possible. <clears throat> so it's not a lot of, so it's really not a lot of people's fault sometimes because they grew up in circumstances where it's like, yeah, they uh, they were raised in a certain way, you know. Why are you looking at me like that? 
Wait, are you, are you saying that? Or are you asking that? Or? No, I'm saying that. Like, it's not it's not their fault, right? Like, so the, what I'm dealing with is fault versus responsibility. So It's not uh, their fault that they rode the Ferris wheel. Is that what you're saying? It's not their fault that their parents raised them. Like, to, to, ri- to ride the Ferris wheel. To, to make them behave, yeah. Okay. Behave in a certain type of way. Okay. So where does the responsibility come in? When they're 12? Yeah, well, when they're 18? When they're 15? I, mean, I don't know. When they're 22? You know, everybody works on their own different clocks. I agree with that. Everybody works on different clocks. But, okay, let me ask you this. to kind of a little caveat. At what point can we, outside of that, hold a person accountable for those types of decisions? People will not hold you. They'll hold you accountable. It'll just be indirect. If y'all invite me to a barbecue and you lay out all sorts of melons and fruits and they're all cut up and grapes and apples, sliced apples and carrots. And I take my metal fork and dip it in each bowl and put it in my mouth in front of everybody. Every single bowl. You don't no like hygiene to be found. You don't like that anywhere. The next time somebody hosts a barbecue, mm. and Alice goes, "Yo, can E come?" They're yeah. gonna go. Mm. E dipped his fork in every single meal I had. No hygiene anywhere to be found. Okay, <laughs> Sherlock couldn't even find his hygiene. We were hungry because that person food. might like me. But they go, damn, for the sake of my barbecue party, I might not want him to come. He tells Alex, you know what, Alex, you and Devon can come. I don't know about him. <laughs> so that is, in their way, that is their way of indirectly holding me accountable. Mm-hmm. Even though I had the freedom to dip my dirty fork in every single bowl and put it in my mouth. Yeah, you did. So that's kind of what people don't think about. You can mm-hmm. do whatever you want, but... Will you get invited to this place? How will you look in this group or in this setting? You know, that's those are things you want to think about. You know what I mean? Like, if, that's the biggest thing. What if, what if your fork is super shiny? Um. <laughs> what, if, what if it's super shiny? It's really attractive. It's sexy. It's the sexiest fork you've ever seen. You bring this shit to the barbecue, and everybody's like, "Damn, that's a nice looking fork." Then you might get by. What's gonna happen is they're gonna enjoy watching me eat my melons and carrots and everything mixed together, right? They're gonna enjoy watching me. They're gonna enjoy the spectacle of me doing that, uh-huh. like it's an Arby's commercial where they eat those giant. No, that's Carl's Jr. Like it's a Carl's Jr. commercial eating the burger and there's barbecue sauce sliding down the person's mouth. Um, will you be going to Carl's Jr.? After watching that spectacle commercial, no, you ain't going there. You, you going to Burger Belly. You know what I mean? You you going to, uh, what's it called? Bitter Creek to get your burger. You're not going to Carl J. It's, I'll watch that commercial for sure. I'll watch it twice. You know what I mean? It might even look I good might, to me. I might even go on YouTube and watch it separately, but am I going to go to Carl's Jr.? No, I ain't going to go there. You know what I mean? So you might enjoy the spectacle of me, my sparkle fork, eating all them fruits and vegetables with no hygiene ever. Right, but then you gonna invite me to the party? Cause the next time you do it, no, you ain't invited. Cause, Cause guess what? As good as it looks, that was nasty. Right. <laughs> and and and, and these things to think about too. Yes. Is like there are things yes. dudes do. Yeah. 
where women won't tell you to your face Facts. that they're not going to invite you ever again. Oh, yeah. But it's real. So you have to oh, understand yeah. you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh-huh. People will adjust accordingly. Yeah. So as long as you know that. Be you. Do you. Just know the consequence. That's why I say I can respect somebody who knows the consequence. Yeah, and does it anyway. still does it. <clears throat> does it anyway. Now, if you don't know, that's when somebody needs to have a conversation with you. Because mm-hmm. you clearly didn't know what would happen when you dipped your fork in all 19 bowls. You know what I mean? So next time you go to the park because they don't you didn't know, they'll still invite you because you didn't know. But if you dip in all 19 bowls after somebody told you, you might not get the invite after that. That's kind of how I see it. So I be. Still like that. Well, gentlemen, good discussion. I think that's a good way to wrap up uh, what, we, uh, what we talked about tonight. Good questions on my, you know, my part. Great answers on y'all's part for sure. So until next time, I'm out. Alex B. Devon. You already know what it is. Wins, baby. Steezen gang, Steezen affiliates, man. Y'all know the vibes, man. He's going to come out with his own little uh, tang, hopefully soon. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Michael Mix vibes. (laughs) All right. Appreciate y'all. Peace.